Well, good morning. It is the day we call Fry Yay on the Your Harrogate podcast, sponsored by Hacks, with me, Nick Hancock, just before our special guest on Zoom today, the Chief Exec of Harrogate International Festivals, Sharon Canavar, on Zoom, just before Sharon, just to tell you we've got a great competition, you can win Easter afternoon tea from Mama Doreen's Emporium, one of our favourite places in the world, let alone Harrogate. Brilliant Easter competition at yourharrogate.co.uk. So make sure you enter that competition, please, this weekend, because it is fab. Now, on with our guest, it's Sharon Canova. Good morning, Sharon. Morning, how are you? I'm exceedingly well. The most Harrogate story we've had <laughs> since. I mean, I think this is probably the most Harrogate story we've had since. Do you ever remember a time? And I remember this being a big news story at the time. Harrogate Hospital revealed how many local people have been injured by avocados. They were they were simpler times. That. I think that was about 2014. They were simpler times. Anyway, very Harrogate story this week. The Tell us about the Harrogate Residents Association. Well, it's all been going on in Harrogate, hasn't it? Because obviously there were um, on some Facebook groups in Harrogate, there were some infiltrators using, you know, sock puppet accounts. So that sort of happened two or three weeks ago. One of them got a letter in the paper and some genius, or I don't know, clearly stalked all their accounts and found out that, you know, the ringleader, uh, who was a Tara gun, was using a picture from um, Liverpool. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, with, in a particular uh, genre of work. So <laughs> was it from was it a picture from something like was it an OnlyFans picture? I think, yeah, but like the 1978 version of OnlyFans, whatever that might be. So, it was, so you know. let's assume let's assume that people who listen to this podcast don't know what OnlyFans is. And I and I only know because I broadly work in the media and have to keep an eye on this sort of thing. But OnlyFans is it's <laughs> basically the best excuse ever for knowing what OnlyFans is. It's I a, totally don't believe that. I work in communications. It's um <laughs> OnlyFans is is uh I don't know it's sort of I suppose it's a bit blue really. It's it, you know it's it's uh it's that kind Did of you thing. Just say a bit blue. Yeah. How old are you? Bit of blue, bit of blue. I've lost track of how old I am. I feel like I'm about 70 today. Um, anyway, so that all kicks off because it turned out it, they were using fake profiles. And then and then there's now, there's been two, two groups have been set up called Harrogate Residents Associate. How do you end up with two groups called the same thing that are not the same thing? Clearly the pubs need to open because obviously I <laughs> I spotted this on, what, what was it, Wednesday or Thursday night. So there's one Harrogate Residents Association, which is very clearly um, all the anti-change or potential change in Harrogate. There's a big consultation, which I think finished yesterday about changing how the town centre might look. And that includes, you know, uh, changing how traffic might move around it, making it a safer, more beautiful, um, vibrant space. All of those things, but it's only a consultation, so they're only ideas. And obviously, but people have got their knickers in a right twist about. Do you it. think people get more their knickers more in a twist because you know they do they do graphic designs of what it might look like? Yeah. Do you think people might think, oh, that's set in stone? Do you think that's why people get, or or, or am I barking up the wrong tree? I don't know. I, don't, I think the people who are anti it are not necessarily about the look and feel of what those images look like. And actually, if you look to anything in Harrogate that's been built in the last 40 years, nothing looks like it was supposed to. No. Um, so I think what they've got 
it's about rights and about free access and and I hate to say this but about you know they should be able to drive around the town and they should be able to park outside the shop that they want to park outside of and you know and there's a number of shopkeepers equally saying I will lose trade so and there's loads of studies that you know you could you know move to either side of that argument but ultimately we've been given the money specifically for this thing in Harrogate it's from some Leeds, it's from some government pot that's West Yorkshire and North Yorkshire. Yes. Leeds have got a load and Harrogate have got some. So, you know, and it doesn't get the money. It is millions, but it doesn't actually go far. But it has to be spent on this very specific thing. It's not like, oh, we could, you know, build more affordable housing or, you know, make the planters look better, all of that stuff. So it's specifically for this. But though, so there's a one group who've set up something and it's basically for everyone. It's, a, it's I think it's a private group. And if your views don't fit, you're not allowed in it. So obviously, quite right. <laughs> a policy I've operated for years. <laughs> Meanwhile, somebody else has started one, claimed the group name, uh, <laughs> and they're obviously very well, not necessarily. Pro, how do you? I didn't realize you could have two groups called the same thing. I assumed you know they said, "Well, sorry, that name's taken" or whatever. But I thought that, but it's something to do with the um, the description of the group and then how it's promoted at the top. I, I don't uh, know how they got away with it. Um, there was a whole discussion on that the other day. Um, <laughs> but the, this is, I guess it's much more open and you can have both views. And there's some, you know, quite interesting discussions going on and not that people's minds are being changed, but it's more about that education understanding that the money is only for doing this. And actually, if you consult, you have got the opportunity to make change or suggest an alternative. I read something, I read something this week. And I, do you know, I think this might, I think if I, if I download this and I believe this, I read something that said there's no point in arguing with anybody. There's no point having an argument because you will never change anybody's opinion. No, no, it's really interesting that because people, you know, people have got more time on their hands. I think they're generally more angry and more short and all that kind of stuff. So there's a bit more keyboard warrior action going on. And I understand that people don't like change. And if there is change, it's got to be, for you know, for the right reasons. And it's got to be able to last decades as well. That's the other thing. So it's quite brave to make any sort of change because you get judged on that sort of legacy, don't you? This but is a different place. It's a different place. I was going to say this. You wouldn't. I mean, I might be wrong, but I just don't think you'd get this in Huddersfield or, you know, in I don't know. I don't think you get it in Leeds. I don't think it, it's so unique and it's it is a positive thing. It's a real positive thing about why people want to want to live here and how they feel about it and the ownership yeah. that people feel. But it's it's also bizarre. It totally, but I just think oh, I don't know, maybe it's just something about Facebook groups. But do you remember when Mumbler first started up? And then it became less than a site for mums, but more a kind of Harrogate, you know, I want to complain about this, or let's take this shot down, or whatever, you know, that kind of less than community feel. And as a result of that grumbler then set up, which just became, you know, they used to have purge nights in the olden days, which was really scary. I, and, um, that, and that's now called something totally different is, is lots more measured, but- I didn't realize that. So it was, so Mumbler started first, cause I know Sally from Mumbler really well. Yeah. I didn't realize, so, so Grumbler was a rip off of, of the name. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Well, because you- So out the loop. <laughs> well, I mean, it was never, it was kind of mum's net for Harrogate. It's a great site and yeah, it still yeah. is, but it went through kind of, you know, various iterations and, you know, loads of different people joined and it was felt, to, it was the first of kind of the big Harrogate kind of community groups where everyone got their information and used to buy and sell and all that kind of stuff. 
but then when it started becoming clearly much more about some sort of takedown or I want to discuss other things that's not you know about breastfeeding uh it, it moved to you know well I, know, and yeah, now I mean like... it's a bit like uh it's a bit like mum's net isn't it I mean I mean it's you know you are dealing with you are dealing with dangerous people when you and I know this myself uh sleep deprived people are uh are the worst to deal with aren't they <laughs> We are raging, but we are seeing something about this. The whole commentary, there's a website, which is horrific. I think it's called Tattle or something like that. And basically it's a takedown site um, of people slagging off kind of influencers and who do they think they are and mm. everything from kind of columnists to did you, else. And did it's you really read, unhealthy. Did you read what happened with the, the, the mum who's the Instagram influencer who went on, who then went on, got addicted to going on the web a, a website commenting on other people that's it that's it that's yes tackle. yeah she, she was called mother of daughters or something wasn't yeah she? they've got yeah. Uh, her her husband's a big in, instagram influencer yeah yeah as well it, do you know it's it's a funny thing i mean the whole the there's two things going on i mean one it's actually a viable a viable career a friend of mine a friend of mine <laughs> a friend of mine's an estate agent in london and um somebody who works in his office uh she became an instagram influencer <laughs> like she's supposed to be imagine imagine this fairly normal estate agent's office where this woman's supposed to be selling houses and booking yeah. appointments and she's just packages are arriving for her constantly uh, so could somebody just take a picture of me with uh, with this uh, <laughs> pair of child's trainers so there's all this going on but the other side of it the other side of of the use of of social media and the internet and and this is very relevant to current times how do you vent your spleen? How should you vent your spleen? Is it a positive yeah. thing that people get to do this or does it actually make them angrier by, by getting involved in these things? Does it have a positive overall impact that at least there's somewhere you can go and let it all out? Or would, or would we all be better to just go and, you know, stand in the middle of um, the straight and just scream, just scream and let it all out that way? I, it's so hard, isn't it? Because, you know, I think I think with the advent of Twitter, which is really quick, in the olden days, you'd think, oh, I'll write a complaint letter. And think, I can't be bothered to write a complaint letter. So it never happens. So you just let it go. Whereas now you think, oh, I'll just dash off a quick one on Twitter. And I, and, I, and I think sometimes it gets things done really quickly. When you're dealing with local authorities, you get quick answers. When you're dealing with big companies, you can get quicker, you know, responses. But I think when it's smaller stuff and more community, and I think we've got to be mindful of this in Paragate as well, but... You know, there's usually somebody who lives locally who's at the end of that Twitter feed. So if you're giving them grief and be they, you know, managing it for a brand, albeit a small one, or they very clearly say who they are, it's really hurtful sometimes. And it can go, you know, and they can they can rage against the product, but actually that person's totally engaged with what they're doing care about it want to make it right and you know it's half eight nine o'clock at night and you've got a load of random shouting at you and I think we've just got to and there's two ways for that one is you've got to step away because you can't be answering the questions all day and all night just because people have got off work and now they want the answers they can wait till the morning for it or you you know we we all have to have a responsibility to be more mindful about how you know how we share that information I think probably the biggest thing and people have said this quite a lot over the last year but Twitter needs to be your name. You know, you've got to you've got to have your actual identity. I, I think probably to make it a, a sort of nicer, cleaner place. I think it's got to be 
you might have even said that to me on one of our previous podcasts, but I think that would probably solve quite a lot of the the issue, really. A lot of the issue, some of the bots, I suppose. But then there's loads of people who are quite happy to tweet really nasty <laughs> things, relentless <laughs> things under their own names. And we'll come on to them next week. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a list. <laughs> oh, dear. It's oh, a shame. So it's a shame, game. really. It's, yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny. So um, tell me about Varsity Blues. Oh, so obviously we talk a little bit about telly and what we've been watching and stuff. And um, I watched this Operation Varsity Blues, which is all about, you know, the college admissions scandal, which kind of came out, it feels like a lifetime ago now, what, 18 months ago and caught up loads of super famous people and Felicity Huffman and people like that. But this is the, I guess, the docudrama of it. But it's produced by the same people who did the Fire Festival one, you know, the Fire Festival, the festival that never was. Um, which was really great and this was absolutely brilliant and it's basically recreating this uh, you know thousands of hours of wiretaps from the FBI um, all talking about how the rich and famous can get their kids into the best top dollar schools in the US and how they got around it and you know that you can get it you know on merit alone so there's you know so you've got to work as hard as you can and it, I think it's like a 12% a really tiny response you know for the number of people who apply that's what gets in and then you can go back door, but there's no guarantee. So you might give millions of pounds to the library and then your kid still doesn't get in and you've just given a million pounds away. Um, or there's <laughs> this guy called it the side door. Um, and it was, it, it basically it was faking uh, kids who didn't have a sporty bone in their body to get a kind of scholarship or sports places. Um, so people who'd never played water polo were kind of mocking up pictures or, you know, and, and it was all done through a bit of uh, well bribery through this side door, but it was a guaranteed place. So they were looked on really favourably at the admissions and then they were in and good to go. But I guess two things for me is that, hey, there's so much money knocking around that people can just write a cheque <laughs> at that sort of level. But also in the States, you know, they've paid for their college education for far, far longer than we have. But the care and the difference it makes to them for actually what uni they get, you know, what college they get into, um, you know, across the piece. And they've got all of these, you know, kind of premier uh, colleges, which, you know, are said to, I guess it's the kind of Oxbridge thing for us. And I don't know about you, but, you know, from the Oxbridge thing, I was like, I just aren't, I'm not bright enough. And if I was, I'm not sure I'd really want to go. Britain must be different to America because, because Oxford and Cambridge are, I think, there's a bit of a a, a a snobbery the other way that oh we we you're obviously a geek because you went there whereas I think America you think of Harvard don't you and it's like yeah. the, the the tag on it but it, it, isn't it weird that people who are clearly very well off already really you've got enough money and privilege that you don't need to worry about what college it's purely for um it, it's a trophy, isn't it? It's, it's a label totally. to have. Well, they were saying, they were sort of analysing why it was. And it was kind of like parents that had never had that opportunity want their kids to have it. And then it was, it, there was they had some great footage of some girl who was um, obviously in a senior year at high school. She's going, oh, I don't want to be here. This is ridiculous. And then got into kind of <laughs> Yale or somewhere. And everyone was like, what? How did that happen? So, it, I mean, it's really interesting, you know, the money that's knocking around, the desperation they've got for their kids to get into these places. And, you know, there is, I guess, um, in certain circles, you know, if you're not Oxbridge, you, you know, you start to look at Durham or, you know, or, you know, some of these other places that 
you know, or Bristol again is another one that people really rate. But actually, I was just so desperate to go to university. I didn't care where I went, you know. I've always got a lot of time for people who went to Oxford Brooks, but say they went to Oxford University. I know that's a very, very strong call. Um, So that's that's (laughs) my degree is from University of East Anglia, which is technically Cambridge. (laughs) Yeah, nice. Uh, So that's Varsity Blues on Netflix. And then um, there's another um, HIF, Berwyn Salon North. Yeah, we've got loads going on. So uh, Berwyn Salon North goes live tonight um, on our uh, HIF player on our website. And we've got three great speakers. Uh, We've got Gaya Vince talking about transcendence and how humans have evolved through fire, language, beauty and time. Uh, Alan Levinovitz talking about the seductive myth of nature's goodness and how we can sometimes move away from, um, you know, that whole capitalism and be agreed versus actually all the wellness stuff and does that really stack up when it comes to it. And then finally, uh, Hayley Rubenhold is talking about uh, the untold lives of the women killed by Jack the Ripper. So there's, you know, a really broad set of speakers there as there always is with Bowen Salon North. Um, they're just half an hour long, so you don't have to listen, you know, you can dip in and choose one and then come back to the next one and the one after that. So, you know, listen to it in the background, like a podcast, which is what loads of people do. You can sit and watch the whole talk. Um, and then the other thing is, um, from Monday, we had an evening with Dean Koontz, which you can watch on Catch Up again on Hit Player. And he's sold a ridiculous amount of novels. He's kind of one of the America's most popular suspense novels he's billed as by the Rolling Stone. But definitely worth, worth a look and a really interesting interview in terms of his history and what he's written and his new book that's out now. Very good. A lot of content there. And I did see last weekend... Um, you guys tweeting from the festival about Jed Mercurio, the writer of Line of Duty, who'd yeah. been interviewed by Steph McGovern, hadn't he, before? Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, it's one of our, we're always really lucky to get a whole host of these kind of people. And that's at Thixton's Crime Writing Festival. And I think it was two years ago, three years ago. And he came and it's one of the kind of legendary events. And obviously Line of Duty is absolutely huge. Have you been watching it? The, the, yeah. Was it one episode or two so far? One. First one. And did you know that he'd written the Bloodlands thing as well that's just finished? I didn't know that. Yeah. I think that's He's right. Now now you now you are looking at me like that. I'm now thinking, have I got that wrong? I'm 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 pretty, pretty sure that was a Jed one as well. But oh, like, line of duty, line of duty, um first one last Sunday, just just setting everything up. And line of duty is one of those programs where you can there's loads of bits you've forgotten. You can go on social media. It's a bit like Love Island, actually. You can have a good hour <laughs> on social media afterwards and just yeah. read all the theories, the comments. Oh, remember that this happened three series ago because there's so many interlinking connections. So it's very good. And then the other one I was thinking of um, for you guys as well was uh, on at the same time was that Grace, John Sim as Roy Grace. Did you see that? Oh, no. I've Peter got James. So watch, that's Peter James. Again, one of our favourites from the festival. But he, um, it, obviously, Johnson, great, uh, great uh, actor, but uh, it's a two hour long one. It's like the old Morse ones, isn't it? Where you get a whole story arc all the way through. So I'm going to watch that at the weekend and, and I think sit down with it. A bit brutal, I think, as well. Oh, is it? Well, I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but read the review. And I think, you know, not, not one to watch while you're having your tea at the same time. <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm not good with that. But it's supposed <laughs> to be. The reviews for it are absolutely phenomenal. So totally going to watch that. Very good. Sharon, thank you so much for your time. Have a lovely weekend. And uh, yeah, we'll see you back on the Facebook groups. (laughs) I was just going to say, I'm off to cause havoc on some Facebook groups.
The What's Hot Guide with DoorsDirect.co.uk For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit DoorsDirect.co.uk Welcome to the Your Harrogate What's Hot Guide, which if you're new to this podcast, is a regular look at some exciting events that will be coming to the Harrogate district. Now, if you caught yesterday's podcast, you'll have heard all about the Sounds in the Grounds live music concert that is coming back to Ripley Castle in August. The lineup for this year's event looks so exciting with tributes to Queen and Tina Turner, as well as performances from the Definitive Rat Pack and the New York Brass Band. Sounds in the Grounds took place in September last year, with people asked to book a picnic patch beforehand to allow for social distancing. And this is something that organisers have said people want to see continue beyond the pandemic, which shows just how successful it was last year. The concert is set to take place from the 20th until the 22nd of August at Ripley Castle. So if you're interested in attending this one, head to soundsinthegrounds.ctickets.com. And that's it for this week's What's Hot Guide. Be sure to head to our website to find out more. And if you want to feature your event in this guide, get in touch with us at yourharrogate.co.uk. The What's Hot Guide with doorsdirect.co.uk. For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit doorsdirect.co.uk. So big thanks to Sharon Canavar for her time and her banter on the Your Harrogate podcast today, all sponsored by Hacks. Big thanks to Hacks as well for sponsoring. And the biggest thanks of all is to you for listening because there'd be no point. There really there really wouldn't be a point without you listening. So I really appreciate you having listened to the podcast today. And all this week, we had Steph Moon. We also had James from Sounds in the Grounds at Ripley. We had Mike from the Drive-In Movies coming to Harrogate. You can listen again to all of our podcasts at yourharrogate.co.uk. I hope you have a lovely weekend and stay safe.